0: It is Adam, and we had the opportunity to speak with Hayden and Jesse of FriendZone over Zoom video. Hayden was born just outside Dallas, only lived there for a couple months, uh, raised in Austin, Texas, and he talked to us about how he got into music. And Jesse also talks to us about where he was born and raised. But they both met each other while attending college in Utah. Apparently, Hayden's ex-girlfriend got him into EDM music. He said it sounds just like easy computer music. She said, make a song then if it's so easy. Realized it was a lot harder than it seemed, but that's kind of his entryway into EDM where Jesse worked at a nightclub and he eventually started DJing at the club and really started Friendzone himself. It started out as just his solo project, but they do tell the story of how Hayden and Jesse decided to make Friendzone one one project. They talked to us about putting out their first records, playing a couple of huge festivals over the past few months, and everything else to come with FriendZone. You can watch our interview with Hayden and Jesse on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with friend zone. This podcast is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about uh friend zone and, and the record you have coming out or, and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, cool. Cool. Um, for, so Austin,
1: Texas, are you born and raised there? Um, I was, yeah. Uh, Jesse, Jesse wasn't, he's from a small town in California called Bishop. Um, and actually, I I just I just lied to you a second ago. So I always say that I was born and raised in Austin, but I was actually born in in a small town outside of Dallas. But I only lived there for like two months, and so I feel like it's just too oh, confusing yeah. to count it because I grew up. Sure. In Austin. So yeah. you were
0: born there. Would your parents get a different job or something? Or yeah, make yeah. It as Austin. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we moved uh, we moved pretty pretty quickly out of the Dallas area, but. Um, Yeah, basically been in in Austin um, my whole childhood. It was a great place to grow up. I absolutely loved it. Um, The lake life here is pretty big. The lake was fun. Um, Restaurant scene here is amazing. Um, And then I moved out to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. That's where I met Jesse. Uh, We both went to the same university together. So, um, you know, one of those classic stories of two drunk college idiots finding each other in college. and rooming together and all of a sudden starting a music project. So, <laughs> okay. So you guys are yeah.
0: roommates and everything. Wow. Yeah, we were. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Rad. Well, how did you get into music? Um, so I'd always been um, into music from a very, very young age. When I started in middle school, we had to choose between uh, band choir and orchestra as like our musical elective. You only had to take it for a year, but I chose band. And so I was a, a trumpet player uh, and a percussionist. And I stuck with that through high school. And then upon high school, um, I actually started uh, singing as well. And I I was in private vocal lessons. I joined the choir. And then I was also in the full orchestra at my high school as well. So I kind of started doing all three. Um, and then I was, I was, I mean, I've been part of like musical competitions and like composition competitions as well, doing like music theory. Um, I got the chance to play in Carnegie Hall when I was 16 Wow, Which was a lot of fun. And that was like in a full orchestra setting. Um, and then when I went to college, I actually um, I wanted to go for um, acting and music. And I wanted to I wanted to be um, in films um, and be on Broadway and all that. Um, but I, I just the, the training like wasn't really for me. I kind of learned. And so I switched to, you um, you know, more of like a, like a real world, like business-y sort of major. But I was still like doing music on the, on the side. Like I was just like learning stuff on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like making stuff like here and there, like on GarageBand, but it was all like alternative rock and and such. um, Just because that's what I, that's what I liked at the time. It wasn't necessarily like like electronic.
2: Um,
1: I, I, I dated, I dated this girl who was like super, super into electronic music. And I would always make fun of her for liking computer <laughs> music. I'm just like, oh, that's so easy to make. Like this is this is stupid, you know? Why? Right, do you like right. it? And she's like, well, if it's so easy, you know, why don't you try to make it? I'm like, fine, I will. And then I sat down. I tried to make a song. I fell in love with it. And now this is my thing. So <laughs> <laughs> so you can thank her for that. That's funny. Yeah.
0: I mean wow. we broke
1: up, but <laughs> but still.
0: But to, yeah. to tell you that it's not as easy as it sounds, and I. I I'm sure it wasn't, right?
1: <laughs> oh, it absolutely wasn't. Like I'm still I'm still, you know, obviously trying to improve and figure stuff out and especially now working with Jesse. I mean, we feel like um we kind of complete each other in terms of skill set. So we each have things that the other person doesn't and we learn and we grow together. We make stuff together. Um and so that's been that's been nice to have him cuz um, I feel like before that we before we connected, we each had our individual projects and mm-hmm. um they just, they weren't, they weren't really getting far because, you know, we were like lacking the pieces the other person had and speak of the devil.
0: Yeah. Here he is. Yeah. Boom. Hey, Jesse, how's it
1: going? I'm here. I made it. Right on. You made it. You're just talking trash about you
2: specifically. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: Right on, man. Well, thanks for being here. This, uh, we've gotten to Hayden's story a little bit on how uh, where he was born and raised, how he got into music. Where, where are you from originally, Jesse?
2: So I actually grew up in a, a small little town in California called Bishop. Where um, is
0: that exactly? Because I'm from Southern California, so I'm curious.
2: Okay, yeah. So are you familiar with like where Mammoth is, the ski resort? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. So Bishop is about 30 minutes outside of Mammoth.
0: Okay, so are you up on the mountain
2: or no? No, we're in, we're in the valley. Um, everyone kind of knows Bishop because we've got a really good bakery that everyone stops at before they go to Mammoth, but that's about it.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so grew up
0: there. What was it like growing up in a small town? I would imagine you would go snowboarding or skiing quite a bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it was a great place to grow up. I um, kind of made my own fun. So I did a lot of skiing, a lot of bouldering, a lot of hiking and stuff like that. You know, a lot of other kids wanted to go to the mall and go shopping, but I was over here just trying to have a good time in the outdoors. Okay. The
0: mall, that was a big thing there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, well, they, uh,
2: everyone else wanted to go to the mall. <laughs> well, the one that doesn't exist there. <laughs>
0: okay. Right
2: on. <laughs> and how did you get a music? Um, I was actually in my high school band. Oh, cool! I played the saxophone. Um, funny thing is that I was terrible. My my band teacher didn't like me. And it's really funny because every time that my mom sees him in the grocery store now, because of course they see each other all the time, Sure. Uh, he's always just like, he always just laughs and like shakes his head that I'm in music now. That's funny. <laughs> of course.
0: It's interesting. You both came from that world of uh, like band. Yeah so you played sax and and hayden you played trumpet
1: yep and drums but, and yeah, drums they're, they're both and just then how so did it be like extra band nerdy you know okay sure because one, sure. one wasn't enough <laughs> you <laughs> needed to pile it on with more <laughs> band
0: yeah. right yeah. on uh well so how, how did you get into electronic music jesse were you into it prior to meeting hayden or is this some thing that you guys kind of got into together
2: yeah i mean i was kind of the nerdy kid in high school that was like in the parking lot, like listening to electronic music with his friends. Um, I'm trying to think of like the first song. I was listening to like a bunch of really old stuff be like the old Cascada and all that, like mm-hmm. before it was even like mainstream at all. So I don't know. It was, it was a very random process for me like the way I got into it. And um, I remember like senior year, like me and my friends, driving to the beach for like our little senior trip and listening to, uh, Swedish house mafia and stuff like that. So, uh, it was a long, a long-term thing for me for sure.
0: When did you start trying to write on it uh, or write electronic music?
2: Um, let's see. So I actually got a job working like in the clubs in Salt Lake city when I was like, I was 20, like I was definitely underage, like kind of being snuck in the back to just go work and do stuff like that. Okay. And at one point, I was just like, you know what? I've seen a lot of these DJs in here. and like, I feel like I could be better than they are. It was very ignorant of me to just go ahead and say that. But <laughs> um, I started DJing then. So let's see. I'm 27 now. I don't know. It must have been like 2014, something like that. And then I realized at a certain point, I was like, well, you know, I love DJing. I kind of want to take it to the next step and start like writing electronic music. And so that started probably like a year or so after that.
0: Were you already living with Hayden or friends with Hayden at this point?
2: No. So we, we moved in, I don't even know, Hayden, when do you think that was?
1: I think we moved in together in 2017 or 2018.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. So Yeah. I mean, I, it took a while for us to like really kind of like, actually be like you know what friends on should be this joint project um, yeah we had been roommates but actually what's
1: funny uh so jesse I, I was i was telling him this earlier so i i started producing because of my ex-girlfriend who said that you know i should try it because i thought it was so easy to make computer music but we actually met each other through our ex-girlfriends as well so double whammy there uh, <laughs> it was like I, I kind of quasi knew who Jesse was um, just cause we, we kind of had like some overlap in our circle of friends, but I don't think we had ever like officially met. We just like kind of knew of each other um, just through like word of mouth. But um, my, my, my ex-girlfriend took me to a chain smoker show for my 21st birthday. And it was like the first time I've ever gone to a club, like a, like a real like EDM club. And I, I had a fake ID. Like I went like to like, bars and some like 21 plus shows but I hadn't been to like a real nightclub with like a with like a tier a DJ you know so to mm-hmm. speak playing. and so that was my 21st birthday gift and I remember right before the chain smokers went on um my my ex ran into her best friend which was uh, Jesse's girlfriend at the time and so of course Jesse's you know with her and so Jesse and I kind of meet for the first time, right as the chain smokers intro started, um, like years ago. And then like Jesse, like ran off to like the front of the crowd. Like he knew exactly what was happening. You know, he was like, so about it, (laughs) but like, yeah, like watching, watching that show. And then, and then afterward, um, you know, we added, we added each other on, on social media and then I think it took like a year even like after that, um, for us to connect. Jesse needed a, a roommate. He needed a place to live pretty quick. And I had a roommate that had just moved out, uh, on a, on a pretty quick, like moments notice as well. And so like, usually I'm very like picky about who I live with. You know, I want to make sure that I'm like already like good friends with them. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of took a chance on rooming with Jesse cause I really didn't know him, but I was desperate. And within like, a week or two, we were spending like every night together, just like drinking shitty beer, watching Blue Mountain State. And Jesse was teaching me how to DJ because I didn't really know how, you know, I'd only like started just making the music and I I didn't get the DJ part down yet. So we just kind of, we kind of started with that. And then we still like had our own like two projects. Right. But I had this show opportunity um, to play this really, really big college show for like thousands of kids. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't like stylistically what I usually do. Cause my like side project or like my main project at the time was like a trance project. And so I'm not going to go out there and play a bunch of like above and beyond for incoming freshmen that just want to hear like, you know, <laughs> black Beatles or whatever. So, right. and I'm like, okay, this is kind of more Jesse's, you know, realm. And so I'm like, Jesse, what if you played this show with me and you know we'll just do it like a one-off scenario just kind of help me with it like i don't really know what i'm doing we had the time of our lives not only preparing for this show but playing this show together and at that point we were already such good friends after that show we're like you know what let's like seriously talk about this and that's when we landed on okay we're gonna do this project together we thought about um you know launching a new project like at origin like completely new name and everything but um Jesse already had the name friend zone. He was already playing under that. And so I just kind of joined up, um, as, as friend zones, new member, I was hired. Oh, okay. So friend zone was yeah. your
0: project previous Jesse. Yeah. And were you pretty active? Like, were you playing quite a bit? And was it different? Obviously were I mean, as far as your fans knew then now you have two of you or was it not far long enough yet or.
2: I mean so stylistically it was pretty much the same we wanted to keep sort of that high energy like sort of electronic music sort of thing going um yeah at the time we were super active actually because i started like you know like i said working in the clubs and then from there i like played a dj competition that we ended up winning which like let me open up for a show um with the same company that i was working for
0: oh awesome
2: my first show that i ever got to play was with pierce fulton in piece like electronic legend Mm -hmm. Um, and so that like that was a really special like thing for us and then we kind of just the more played out like the more sort of notoriety we were getting in the scene just because like we were actually really good at what we were doing which was Mm -hmm. you know like being respectful of time slots uh, playing the right music like you know paying attention to what the headliners were actually playing um and so everyone was loving the book friends on because we weren't causing any issues.
0: Sure. (laughs) That's awesome. And then you, what, uh, grab the attention of a record label and you have an EP coming out. Like talk to me
2: about that a little bit. Oh yeah. I I mean, that took years, but finally, yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, tell me what was, okay. So you guys meet, not meet, but you start to play together right now as, or as friend zone. What was like the next level of success, like the next milestone that happened?
2: Um, I mean, I feel like the first thing that happened was we kind of like released our first track, which at the time was terrible. I mean, it's like, you know, really ampy, like big room, like Tiesto sounding sort of stuff, which was like kind of something that we wanted to release. We thought that was going to be really fun. And it was like a swap, honestly. (laughs) Like nobody wanted to listen to it. Over that sound. We were trying yeah.
1: to, like, I mean, we love big room progressive stuff, you know, cause we come from like both of us entering the electronic scene, like when that stuff was like pretty prominent and mm-hmm. there was still like a place for that kind of sound like in our shows. Cause we still feel like people really love hearing it, but they don't love to see it released anymore for some reason. So, um, we, we went in the direction originally of like making some like big room progressive stuff and it didn't, it just didn't do that well. Um, but then we started writing, um, sort of like, like future pop hybrids. Like Jesse and I have always been, um, exceptional studiers of, uh, amazing vocal talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about like people that are already like super, super prominent, you know, like Daya Halsey, you know, of course they're great, but there's, there's so many people out there and there's so many amazing writers who are also singers in their own right. And so We've fallen in with this group of people. They they do a lot of writing for um, BTS, actually. And so wow. the first time that we actually had like what we thought was a was a complete uh, collaboration, a complete song um, was when we worked with our friend Christy Youngs on this song called "Neighbors." And kind of looking back, I wish we held on to that one a couple more years and released it, you know, kind of closer to when we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that, that song did, did well, it did super well for, you know, who we were years ago, but I feel like, um, I wish that we had kind of written more of our like pop focus closer to this date, but we started like putting out a lot of collaborations with vocalists that I personally think we had no business writing music with because they were, they were eons ahead of us, um, that I, that I thought at least, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. So we're, we were focusing a lot on, um, writing music with great vocalists and just you know doing really really nice complete songwriting um a lot of that pop fusion kind of stuff um and then we we started focusing on remixes as well and we quickly realized how hard of a game it is when it comes to remixes because you get these bigger artists that will shop out uh these stems to like you know 20 50 100 200 different artists and so it's really, really hard to make a remix cut, even if you have a great remix that you've created. Um, I remember like one of our first official remixes we did, um, for cap slap. And this was like one of the funnest things that I feel like Jesse and I ever worked on, um, Mm -hmm. was a remix for hangover love. Um, and they originally weren't going to take it. And I remember Jesse actually made a PowerPoint, um, it's explaining why they should, and then they're like, "Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> so, awesome." No, like they, they that's like no the yeah. <laughs> our first like good, our good like remix play. But um, kind of where we've been going is, you know, we're still focusing on making a lot of remixes for people. A lot of them just don't ever make the cut, and it's not because they're not good. It's just because of the sheer volume of other people that make good stuff too. it it could fit the label or the song or the release package for various reasons. And so Mm -hmm. um, we've made a couple um, that are now we've repurposed them as um, originals. And so our first song of this year that we released called, I don't want to know that started off as a remix Um, glow in the dark that we just released that started out as a remix as well. And then we have a couple others coming out this year. A couple of them now have started out as like true blue originals, but a lot of them that we still have on the radar, um, those started out as, um, as remixes. And we kind of, we like that, we like that formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people do that as well. We thought that we kind of like, ooh, this is a good idea, but we feel like it's maybe not as rare as we think. Um, but right now we're, we're definitely a little bit more dancey than we used to be. A lot of focus, um, you know, again, still on the songwriting, leaving a lot of room for vocals. But still having very exciting melodies, a lot of like future pop movement, future bass, you know, bass lines, um, things like that. We use a lot of like trap style percussions. So um, just making sure that we're getting a nice fusion of all the musical styles that we like. And it works well with our shows because our shows, like Jesse was saying earlier, they're still super, super high energy. And so there's pockets of getting a crowd, you know, super sweaty, absolutely moving. And then there's pockets of them just, really like listening and vibing and having a great time with each other. And then we'll just take them, you know, right back up with the energy again. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a good little, um, good little hodgepodge of like everything that Jesse and I have like loved doing together as friends for all these years. Like there's a place for everything. Um, everything's exactly how we want it to be. And it's, it's cool because it's a symbol of, you know, our artistry, but also like us as friends.
0: Sure. Sure. I'm, I'm curious to know, like with the uh, remixes, so you, a bun, anyone can s- seek out these stems and then wh- whoever makes the best one, the the artist or band will be like, okay, yeah, that we'll put this out. Like, how does that
2: work? I kind of. Like, the way it's worked for us is one of two ways. Either it's kind of been shocked to us and like to our management mm-hmm. or the other option is we just kind of blindly reached out because we've done that multiple times where we just kind of hit up the artists on Instagram, like, Hey, this song is awesome. Like, can we remix it? And they either say, sure. Yes. Or they never even see our message. And you know, like they <laughs> don't want to do that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the funny thing is the glow in the dark. It started out as a remix for the chain pokers on millennium. I don't know if you real know the track to take away.
0: Okay. I not, if I heard it, I'm sure I would. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah just i just paying song
2: title. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, but the way that one works was, you know, we had actually been kind of in contact with the Chainsmokers for years. Um, I remember very specifically one day, Hayden was like, hey, man, you got to check out the Chainsmokers Instagram story. And I'm like, okay. And I looked through, I'm like, what am I looking for? And he goes, look when they zoom in on, on that track title or something. And you know, on their open browser window, there was an email address for them, and so we just kind of blindly reached out and like built this. Oh, set that's a set awesome! Set and then I went to Ultra Music Festival. I think it was like twenty nineteen, and they uh-huh. just premiered this brand new track uh, with Elenium and I was like, "Oh my lord! Like this is the one! Like this is what we need to remix! This is gonna be huge!" And so we just reached out to them and, you know, they fortunately did us the stems, but, uh, in the end, you know, it wasn't the fit for what they wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. I heard, tell me if this is true or not. I heard that chain smokers will respond to every message.
2: Yes, this is true. Like they are amazing. That like is I- crazy to me. I would think that they'd be
0: getting hundreds of thousands of messages like all the time.
2: Oh, I'm, oh, sure, I'm sure they do. I do.
1: Yeah. But what's, a, what's hilarious is like, so whenever, whenever Jesse and I reach out, they will, they'll pretty much get back to us. And even like, not even just like a, Hey, thanks dude. Like they will like listen to everything that we have and they will wow. get detailed feedback and it's all within like 12 hours. And so if, I mean, they are like arguably some of the busiest people on the planet, probably like with their, oh with their schedule. Um, if they can do that, but I can't get a text back from some of my friends for like a couple days. There's like, <laughs> right, like, exactly. like, I'm like arguing with my friends, like, Hey, you know, the chain smokers can do it. Like, why are you so busy? Yeah. They have time to
0: listen to my whole song and then write a little synopsis and give me some notes back. Like
2: <laughs> how do you not just say a few um, words? In business, but, you know, venture capitalists as well. And like plenty festivals in three different continents in the same day. Like those guys are crazy.
0: That is nuts. That's cool though. That um, that's so. They responded and even sent you the stems. Like that's so cool. Yeah, that was
2: and that was huge trust. Like obviously, that's obviously
0: huge trust. Yeah. Well, with um the pandemic, obviously, um live playing live is a huge aspect to especially what you guys do. How tell me how that affected you, and then how did that uh, affect the record at all, if it did?
2: Yeah, I mean. Obviously, the pandemic sucked, like we had just kind of started booking our first couple of shows like, you know, outside of our our hometown and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. Um, and we were really excited, you know, we're like, oh man, we're about to start touring, like let's go, this is so exciting. Uh, So it bummed us out at first, like we were like, well, what do we do now? And I think our biggest pivot, like the biggest thing we ever did was just figuring out that we needed to move online as soon as possible. So we did a couple of, like, live shows on, like, Twitch and stuff like that. Mm. But really mainly, like, what made the big difference for us was just, like, realizing that we needed to connect with the community more. And not even a lot of that was even through music. It was just through actually just, like, outreach. And, like, you know, we created a Discord community, and that was always, like, very tight-knit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was in a way for us to be able to talk to our fans, like, one-on-one and answer questions and just, like, Be very present. Um the record itself was mostly done at that point. But I would say probably the biggest actual turning point in our career was that we got the song on a Zed review stream. And he was seriously impressed. I don't think we'll ever get a bigger compliment than what he gave us, which was this reminds me a little bit of myself and Porter Robinson mixed. And we were just like, yo, (laughs) that's crazy. (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah. And I just think it was just stuff like that, like, you know, being able to quickly pivot and like change our business model from live shows that they're so important and they're just, you know, becoming people and like meeting other people. Mm-hmm. And is that,
0: I mean, wow, that's crazy to have that compliment. Yeah. Um, yeah wow. So the, when's the record coming out?
2: So that track is out. It came out, what was that, August 20th, right? Yeah,
0: but the full, isn't the full, don't you have a full EP coming out?
2: Um, I don't know if we're going to do an actual EP. Okay. But we have like a handful of other tracks that are all kind of similar vein from that, that we're going to be releasing in the next couple months here. Oh, and awesome. We're, we're excited for that, yeah.
0: That's huge. That's huge. What about with stuff opening up now? Are you, you know, do you have anything coming down the line as far as like live shows go?
2: Uh, yeah. So we actually just got done. Uh, we were in Vegas last weekend. Um played out there with a new festival of Insomniac called Boston Dreams. Oh, cool. What was that like? Uh, oh, it was a blast. Like we had the time of our lives. Any, anything on, but... Insomniac touches is
1: absolutely incredible. Like the, the the organization prowess that they have as a company is like they just they they put together the most amazing events. And That's everyone awesome. who goes to them, I feel like artist or fan alike, everyone's always so thrilled to be there and so happy. And it's 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 crazy being in any environment that they put together.
0: Sure. That's amazing. so, we, so, we, so no. that's huge. And then yeah. what you said you were talking about a tour. Was is that something that can be rescheduled?
1: We I mean not like a formal, we just have like a lot of like tour dates. So we yeah. did um, you know, as Jesse was saying, we did Austin this past weekend, Vegas uh-huh. the weekend before. Um, we've also been to Salt Lake city in Nashville in the oh, last cool. like, month as well. Re- so We're in like, Nashville.
0: Like, I just moved here like
1: six months oh, ago. Really? No, we, I- um, so we did, we did break away Nashville, which was at that baseball park. That's yeah. we crashed an after party at dirty little secret and did like a surprise, like 40 minute esque kind of set. I think that's how long it was. It, yeah. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, um, you played you guys did the Sound Stadium. What was it called? Like Blended or something?
1: Yeah. Like yeah, that? okay. In Austin too. And then we'll be we'll be at the one um in San Diego and then we have a couple we have a couple shows that are um yet to be announced, but there's a couple of them that are some pretty big fishers that we're excited about. So That's yeah. I did not there's
0: they're doing one in San Diego. That's origi- where I'm from originally. That's, that's funny. funny.
1: Yeah, is all so you to like come to Austin. You've hit all three of those.
0: I know. I didn't realize that San Diego's is one. Is this is this a new thing? Like, I didn't realize that that even happened in San Diego.
2: Yeah, it's new as far as I know. But I think it just came about this year. Okay. The cool thing about the San Diego show too is the headliners for that show are going to be the Chainsmokers. So it kind of come full circle for us.
0: Oh wow, that's huge.
2: Yeah, that's you know, super. In Vegas too, and you know they're just as nice in person as they are online. So love those. Yeah, yeah. Things.
0: I had a chance to meet those guys when I worked in San Diego at a radio station and they came through when the selfie song came out and they were like, you know, just kind of getting their feet wet. And then it was crazy to see how within like a year or so, they just went like, like they just skyrocketed. (laughs) That's rad though. So congratulations on those shows. That's huge. And thank you both for doing this. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: It's <laughs> Rad, well, I have one more question. I want to know if you
1: have any advice for aspiring artists. Yes. And this is something I actually learned from Jesse. Um, you, you have to be comfortable being your own marketing person, your own agent, your own manager, your own lawyer, your own everything. If you just you, you like you really do. You have to, you have to do everything. You, I mean, first, like the music has to be amazing. Yes. But, even beyond that, um, you you just have to be so present and so willing to get down and get your hands dirty with every part of your project, and it really shows to fans, especially how you like connect with them. Like when when someone's willing to do that, and when someone is you know maybe a little bit distant, and you know they only do X or they only do Y. So just making sure that you do all that you can. Um, take every opportunity, submit to every feedback stream, every record pool um, and any, any remix competition. Like you you just, you have to try for everything.
2: Yeah. I always say, you know, fortune favors the bold. Like, don't be afraid to send that email. Like if we had never emailed the chain smokers, like who knows what, you know, how that would have impacted us.
1: Yeah, we guessed on their email too. They had like leaked part of it on an Instagram story and then i texted jesse and i'm like hey i think i might know what the chain smokers email is and we had a guess and yeah. then we got it right
2: that's <laughs> amazing that's no so good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i if love if that if you can't get like in touch with anybody it's typically just like first initial last name at whatever.com <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it try it